Hey, pop punk enthusiasts, welcome back to another episode of Pop Punk Promo Podcast. My name is Sydney, and I am the host of this incredible new podcast. It's kind of crazy to think that I started this podcast about a month ago now, and I took some time before that even to plan this out. And honestly, I did not expect the amount of success I've gotten thus far. It's kind of incredible. So thank you so much to everyone who has given my podcast a chance and is interested in what I have to say, because I think that supporting female artists and supporting small artists in the scene is very important. So thank you to everyone who is a recurring listener who keeps coming back, who even listened to my podcast for a little bit just because they saw it online. It really means a lot to me. So thank you so much to all my listeners from everywhere. I wanted to put out a reminder that I do update my website weekly along with every episode that I release. So all of the featured artists, all of the featured pop punk industry shout outs, the playlists, all that stuff will get updated weekly. So if you ever forget what I said, or if there's a song that you were like, man, I really wanted to check that out. I promise it's on the playlist. So make sure you check out my website, poppunkpromo.com. Again, that is poppunkpromo.com. And that is the hub for all things regarding this podcast. Okay, that was a short little intro this week. So we're just going to dive right into things. We're going to start with my pop punk news topic. So this week, something really cool and phenomenal happened in the scene. So you guys remember my first featured artist, Lolo. Well, she had a really cool opportunity this week. She announced on her TikTok page that she is releasing a song with Simple Plan. And it's actually a reimagined version of their song, I'm Just a Kid, which it's actually the 20th anniversary of that song. So Simple Plan was really impressed with Lolo after meeting her at a festival and they asked her to join in on this reimagined version, which is so cool. It is absolutely incredible. And as you guys know, Lolo is not a huge artist. She is still fairly small, which is why I did feature her as my first artist for this podcast. So it is really, really cool that she got this opportunity. And I know she is super geeked about it. I'm super geeked about it. Of course, as soon as I heard about this, I immediately ran to Amazon Music and gave it a listen. So that is the one unfortunate part about this is that it is an Amazon exclusive. So you cannot listen to it unless you have Amazon Music. However, there have been videos of it uploaded to YouTube now, so you can listen for free if you'd like. That's just not technically where the song is released right now. If you like Simple Plan, if you like Lolo, and if you love the pop punk classic hit, I'm Just a Kid, you're going to love this reimagined version featuring Lolo. She features in the second verse and then continues on with harmonies throughout the rest of the song. It's fantastic. It's beautiful. It's more than I could have ever hoped for a reimagined version of this song. So I strongly suggest you go give it a listen. It's fabulous. And she did a fabulous job on these vocals. I'm very proud of Lolo for this and super cool of Simple Plan to include her on this project as well. Unfortunately, because this song is an Amazon exclusive, I cannot include it in this month's Spotify playlist. However, I will link it on my homepage, poppunkpromo.com. So if 
you are browsing my website and you want to listen to the song, I will have it linked right there on the homepage for you. So go ahead, give it a listen. It's fantastic. I highly recommend it and I think you guys will love it as well. We are going to move on to our featured artist for the week. This one, not surprisingly, is another female artist. She is extremely talented. I found her probably about a year ago. I can't remember where I saw her open for, but I saw her open for a band and she was so fucking fantastic. So with no further ado, Charlotte Sands is our featured artist this week. Charlotte Sands is another female artist who is up and coming and shredding her way through the scene. She is easily recognizable by her electric blue hair. That is the one super distinguishing factor about her. It is like bright blue, you guys. Like if you don't know who she is, you will after seeing a picture of her. I recommend you take a look at her because she's got the coolest aesthetic ever. Charlotte is originally from Massachusetts, but she left at the age of 18 for Nashville, Tennessee with the intention of attending school at Berklee College of Music. She released seven singles from her bedroom during the COVID-19 lockdown. Now, that is still pretty impressive, and we do know that a lot of artists during COVID utilize that time to, you know, fine-tune their sound and to write a bunch of music. And she actually received an award from Alternative Press, and they named her one of 11 rising artists who fine-tuned their sound. And that's pretty fucking cool, if you ask me. Ever since COVID, she has just been tearing her way through the scene. And she does this in several ways. One of them is she has gotten a lot of features on popular artist songs. Well, one of them that you may know is Love You A Little with Taking Back Sunday. That one is currently her number one most popular song on Spotify. And then the second one is also Let You Down by Sleeping With Sirens. That one is newer, and I did mention that on a previous episode of the podcast as well because Sleeping With Sirens just released their album with three female features on it, and she happened to be one of them. The other super cool thing Charlotte has been doing in this scene is opening for really big and successful artists. Uh, one of them is Palais Royale. Another one is Youngblood. Uh, the main is actually who I saw her with. That is... I remember that now. It was the main. And then even MCR. She opened for freaking My Chemical Romance on a couple of their United Kingdom shows. If Charlotte Sands opening for some of those really huge bands doesn't tell you that she is just making waves in the scene, I don't know what does because those are some huge names. Like the fact that she even got to open for My Chemical Romance, even if it was for only a couple shows, is fucking incredible like that is anyone's dream to open for them and charlotte hasn't grown a huge fan base in the scene yet so just knowing this fact is fucking spectacular for her on january 21st 2022 charlotte released her first ep called love and other lies this ep features seven amazing tracks and i'm just going to take you through a few of them really quickly here the first song on Love and Other Lies is titled Want You Like That. And judging by the lyrics, this song is basically about Charlotte being with someone and romanticizing being with someone, but she knows she's going to screw it up. 
And she's basically talking about how perfect this person is, but she knows there's no way it'll work out because she's going to do something so that it doesn't work out. So this one's a little emotional, obviously, but it's still got that driving pop punk edge to it that we all know and love. Song number two on Charlotte Sands' recent EP is called Bad Day, and this one is pretty self-explanatory. It's pretty much just about how all of us feel so alone in the world, and it's just really about depression, honestly, and how life doesn't seem to get better sometimes, you know, and how we all have to live in this world just pretending like we're okay and putting a smile on our face when sometimes we really just had a bad day. And this song really just showcases what it's like to live in the real world where being sad is often considered a burden to other people and you feel like no one's there to listen to you. So this one's really good for anyone going through something. Again, it's got the same pop punk kind of beat to it it's really awesome so definitely give this one a listen song number three on love and other lies is titled all my friends are falling in love now this one is about how you know you might be the only one in your friend group that is single or you're hung up on someone that you shouldn't be and it seems like everyone around you is falling in love but you and part of the chorus kind of talks about her not being able to be with someone else or find someone else because she keeps thinking about this person that she just can't let go. So I think this song has a lot of relatable material to it for a lot of people. And I know me personally definitely have been able to relate to this at some point in my life as well. So this one is called All My Friends Are Falling In Love. Go ahead and check that one out. The fourth song and arguably the most popular song off of charlotte's ep is titled dress and this song is very interesting this one i love a lot i think it came onto my spotify playlist thing um at some point and i'm just obsessed with it so this one actually has a bit of an interesting backstory to it this song was written in 2020 specifically about harry styles wearing a dress on the cover of vogue and his tendency to just dress very gender fluid. And she released this song and it blew up within hours and became an anthem for queer people, essentially. So this one is definitely her most popular and most well-known song, I would say. And I love it. It gets caught in my head like all the time. It's fantastic. And I just love the versatility with it and how expressive it is and the fact that it's inspired by Harry Styles is just so cool. Like, that man is so cool. I don't care what anyone says. He is a cool fucking dude. So anyway, that is Dress by Charlotte Sands. Track number five on Love and Other Lies is titled Keep Me Up All Night. And this song is kind of her just reminiscing an old relationship she had where the guy just didn't really value her and he's now moved on to someone else and basically she's just super jealous of the fact that he treats her really well and shows her off and she didn't feel like this person did that for her at all so it's really just looking back into her past and seeing what this person is doing now and just wishing it was her instead of this other person that he's with now 
the sixth track on Charlotte Sands EP is the title track called Love and Other Lies. And this one is quite sad. It's got a very sad vibe to it. It's slower. It's um, more acoustic led. And it begins with a voicemail from who I believe is her mother. And it says, do you remember when I told you that don't worry about when a door closes because a better one is going to open? Do you remember that? All right. Call me again sometime. Bye. I love you. And then after that heartfelt and warm voicemail, it goes into the really sad song. And it's basically about growing up too quick and believing wholeheartedly that love is always out there and love will always be there but being disappointed by people as you grow up. So this one, again, very depressive and very somber. So it's a very, very good song. I really like it, but it obviously is a little bit of a moody one per se. So that one is Love and Other Lies, the title track on the EP. The seventh and final track on the Love and Other Lies EP is titled Every Guy Ever. This one I really, really like a lot. This one comes on my Spotify quite often, and every time I hear it, I really like it. So this one is what it says. It's a song about every guy ever. So it's essentially about Charlotte's previous struggles with love and how it seems that she'll tell a guy she loves him, and then he wants nothing to do with her, and then whoever she doesn't really have interest in it's the total opposite and they're just obsessed with her forever and she just tells it like a story like this always happens this is how love always goes and it's just a song that's built on frustration more than anything but I really like it I think it's extremely relatable for a lot of people so this is the closing track on love and other lies EP so definitely go ahead and give this a listen it is a pop punk banger this whole album is i really really like them a lot aside from love and other lies i'm going to talk about a few songs of charlotte sands that i really enjoy myself and that she's also recently released so the first one i'm going to talk about is titled lost and i love this song so much it's probably my favorite charlotte sands song and it's the title of this week's episode as well and i just really love it it's just about how all of us as humans are a little bit lost and we don't really know what we're doing with our lives but yet here we are living and existing just trying to figure it all out and that's okay so really really a big fan of that song that one's gonna go on the playlist and then the next one I was gonna talk about she just released a song called Tantrum that one is pretty new so that one is gonna go on the playlist as well it's very good so give that one a listen And then I mentioned earlier that she also features on a Sleeping with Sirens song as well called Let You Down. So I'm going to add that one to November's playlist as well. So make sure you go ahead and give all of those a listen because they're all very, very good songs. I also mentioned earlier that she had released a good amount of singles during the COVID-19 pandemic. So I'm going to put some of those on the playlist as well. One of them, personally, that is my very favorite is called Blame It On My Ex, and that one is honestly a very self-destructive song. It's about her saying that everything that was wrong with 
her past relationship was all her fault, basically. And she wishes that she could say he was this bad dude like most people do when they end a relationship. But she feels like it was all her fault, which, of course, there are two sides to every story. And that is never true. Nothing's ever totally someone's fault. So with that being said, it's very self-destructive, which is unfortunate for her. But it's a very good song and I really enjoy it. So I'm going to include that one and a few of the other ones that she released in 2020 and 2019 as well. Now I'm going to talk about a few artists that if you enjoy them, you'd probably enjoy Charlotte Sands. So in my personal opinion, she's got a very similar style and voice to Lolo and Stand Atlantic. So if you like those two artists a lot, you would definitely enjoy her music. And finally, why I love Charlotte Sands. I like her for so many reasons, you guys. She is just so cool. She's got the best hair. She's got such a good and unique voice. It's incredible. I love her voice a lot. And for me, someone's singing voice is a lot of reason why I enjoy artists. And for me, she's just got such a strong, powerful voice. And then her lyrics are always so true to herself. And they're honest, even if it's ripping her apart it's honest and it's true and she always speaks from the heart and that's what I really appreciate in an artist as well. I don't like when artists are very fake and they're not true to who they are and she's absolutely not that way. She is honest, true, she is herself and the instrumentals on her music are just incredible too. She's got the shredding pop punk guitar that everyone loves and She's just fantastic. So that is why I love Charlotte Sands so much. Charlotte doesn't have too many upcoming gigs, but she does have one coming up this week, actually, in Nashville, Tennessee on November 5th. I believe this is the final show of her Love and Other Lies tour, and she made her way through Minneapolis, which is where I'm from, earlier this month and I am very upset that I didn't go. I wasn't really able to with my school schedule so that was a huge bummer but anyone who's from the Nashville area go ahead and go see her this weekend because I wish I could be there but I am on the other side of the country so if you're able to make it out there go ahead support her show. She's phenomenal live like I told you I saw her with the main and she was awesome. The only other show upcoming of hers that I could find is Slam Dunk 2023, which I had mentioned to you guys in earlier episodes of the podcast. That one is a festival in the UK, and I would love to make it out there some year. This year is not going to be the year, unfortunately, but Slam Dunk 2023, if you're from the UK, if you want to swing by, she's going to be performing there, and that's going to be a really, really exciting one. So go check that out if you're able to. If you're really interested in learning more about Charlotte Sands, you can follow her on all of her socials. It's at Charlotte Sands on Instagram, Twitter, and TikTok. So very plain, very simple, just her name. Go ahead and look her up. She's got a very colorful feed. She was known for a while on her Instagram to do really incredible transition videos, which were so impressive. I don't know how she did it, but they're interesting if you want to go give them a watch. So This has been my featured artist, Charlotte Sands. I really hope you guys give her a listen and I hope you guys have enjoyed 
listening about her because she is such a cool pop punk powerhouse in the industry. And I know she's going to make it far. She's already made incredible progress in the last couple of years. So I can't wait to continue to see her grow. All right, pop punk enthusiasts, we are going to move on to my next segment, the one that I've coined the term sticky dislike the song in my head. So this week for this segment, I have a song that has been recently released and it literally won't get out of my head. So it's called Fuck About It by Waterparks. And if you guys are Waterparks fans, I'm sure you have heard of it. It is crazy. It is an awesome song. It is their most recent song that they've released and it features Black Bear, which is awesome. Waterparks really doesn't do any features really at all on their songs. So the fact that Black Bear is one of their first features is really fucking cool. So the song's got a really good beat. It's got incredible lyrics. It's awesome. This song is essentially about being in a relationship with someone that you kind of wish you weren't and you get sick of them easily or they're always around and they don't give you space. And this person that you're with essentially just doesn't want to talk about any issues you ever have and instead you just fuck about it instead and nothing ever gets solved you're just stuck in an endless loop of I guess I love you I guess I'm with you but you don't really care to know how I feel so it's definitely a very frustrated vibe and the instrumentals doesn't make it sound that way it sounds a lot more lighthearted than it really is and Austin's vocals are really fucking incredible in this one he sings really high notes in a very high register and it's just very lighthearted despite the not so lighthearted content so I love this song a lot I love water parks a lot they are my favorite band on this planet and some of you might hate me for that that's okay but I really love them I think they're incredible so go stream fuck about it by water parks I don't think you'll regret it it's really fucking awesome Okay, normally for this segment of the podcast, I would go over upcoming tours and stuff and just let you guys know what's going on in the scene. But honestly, this week, I don't really have much news for upcoming tours that I'm aware of anyway. So I decided I'm going to do a review of Sad Summerfest instead. So I actually attended three separate Sad Summerfest festivals this past summer, and they were awesome. They were so cool. So I thought that I would give you guys a little bit of an insight into what that was like if you guys are interested in attending next year or following years or anything like that. So I'm sure a lot of you know if you are very big pop punk enthusiasts like I am that Warped Tour was a very big deal for pop punk fans and that unfortunately ended in 2018 and I was fortunate enough to attend that last Warp Tour in 2018, and I unfortunately didn't attend any before that just because I was a young teenager and I just wasn't really allowed to go out much. So I attended 2018 when I was 18 years old and I had a blast. So 2019, everyone in the scene was like, well, there's no more Warp Tour. What are we going to do? So the main actually started Sad Summerfest in 2019 and they had a collection of artists and it was essentially supposed to mock Warp Tour and give us the closest experience that they could to this festival that we loved so dearly. 
and has been taken away from us. So Sad Summerfest was born in 2019 and I did attend that first one. I had an incredible time and the kind of cool thing about this festival is that some of the venues were actually inside and they feature a lot less artists so it's a lot easier to see the bands that you really want to see because all of these artists just come up onto one stage and they take their turn on one stage instead of there being select stages. It's outside. It's fucking miserable outside like Warp Tour was, which I think we all can agree as much as we loved Warp Tour, it was a struggle sometimes when it was blazing heat. You couldn't get water. You didn't get to the set in time to see that your favorite artist, all that stuff. So Sad Summerfest essentially took all the bad parts of Warp Tour, got rid of them, and made it a much simpler version of the festival that we can all enjoy. Flashing forward to summer of 2022, this was the third Sad Summer Festival that was put on. It was presented by Journeys this year, and the co-headliners for the festival were Water Parks and Neck Deep. And then Mayday Parade was also considered a headliner. Just below them was State Champs, Hot Mulligan, and then the Somerset and Hot Milk were also openers. However, Hot Milk was only on a certain set of dates, as well as Games We Play, Magnolia Park, and Lolo. So that was the whole festival lineup, which was super, super cool. I actually had the opportunity to fly down to Texas, and I got to see the festival in Houston and Dallas as well, which was awesome. Unfortunately, it was very, very hot in Texas this summer, and those shows were supposed to be outdoors, but they had to get moved indoors, unfortunately, which was a bummer because I did want to experience the outdoor festival because I really haven't done that since Warp Tour, to be honest, and I would love to experience it again. The whole course of the day started around noon to one o'clock is when people were let into the venues and then they just played one band after the other going through the night until the festival finally ended at around 10 30 11 p.m every night and it was a really really well done festival i will say they were on track on schedule and they even had a water parks meet and greet which was super awesome considering it's a festival and most festivals don't offer stuff like that. So it was really nice that the water parks fans could go and interact with the band in, you know, a secluded area. But it was a little unfortunate because it did cause me to miss my opportunity to see Lolo live, which I was very upset about because I really wanted to see her. But that was the give and take of the water parks meet and greet was it interfered with one of the first acts on every single date, which was really unfortunate, but that's just kind of how the cookie crumbles. So if there was one thing that I would recommend for the festival next year is if they want to do meet and greets again, they should definitely move it either before the bands start or do it sometime afterwards because it just was a big conflict that was really annoying for fans, honestly. So it was a great experience just I wish the times could be worked out a little bit better. Meet and greet aside, I did mention that it was just a very well thought out festival. It was run very well and it was also extremely aesthetically pleasing as well. They had a bunch of fun little photo ops all over the venue site. They had a bunch of themed backdrops with all the bands. 
They had a bunch of summer-themed floaties, inflatables, all stuff like that. They had Saddington the Bear in front, and they had a bunch of other cool little photo ops throughout the venue. And I think the most important one I'm missing is the Emo Kid box. It's a Emo Kid toy box for the quote-unquote Emo Kid toy company, and you get to essentially stand in it and pretend like you are like an emo Barbie doll, which is super cool. It was a really good photo op and it's been there all of the years of Sad Summer. And I think it's just a cute little cherry on top of everything that just kind of ties it all together. Now you're probably wondering if you're at this all day festival for like 10 hours, you're gonna get hungry. So the cool thing Sad Summer Fest does is they cater in food trucks. So these are all local businesses at each of the locations on the tour. They get them to cater in and provide the food truck services for the festival. So it's super cool. They had a bunch of different options at every single location of the tour, and it was fantastic. It was a great way to incorporate food into it to make sure no one was passing out and everyone was getting the food that they need. As well, they did have free water stations at every single venue as well to make sure that people were hydrated and not passing out in the pit because nobody wants that. We've all seen someone do that at a show and it's never fun if you're the one or if you're watching someone else. It's never a fun experience. So that's just one more thing that Sad Summer does to take care of the fans at their shows. They make sure that water is provided so that everyone is being taken care of as they should. That is my Sad Summerfest review. It was overall a really incredible festival to go to in the summer and This was my second one I've been to, at least my second round of them. I went to one in Milwaukee in 2019, and then I went to three separate shows this past summer in 2022. So I highly recommend you go next year. They always have an incredible lineup of musicians on the tour. So go ahead, check that out when they release the lineup for next year. I highly recommend it. We are going to move on to my next segment of the podcast, and this is the pop punk industry shout out. I am really excited about this week's shout out, you guys. They are so cool. This week, I am shouting out Sad Sour Design. Now, some of you may have seen them on Instagram, maybe not, but I guarantee you some of you have seen this person's work behind the scenes without ever realizing who was the creator. So Sad Sour Design is truly just this guy from Sydney, Australia, and he is massively creative. His name is Alex. He's 29 years old, and he basically just creates graphic design merch designs, and he just puts them on the internet with hopes of sharing them with the world because he just loves bands, and he loves expressing his love for his favorite artists through his graphic design work. Alex was lucky enough to be recognized by Waterparks online and they saw some of the merch designs that he did for them just because he thought it was fun and they reached out to him and they asked if he'd be willing to do some commission work for them and of course he accepted it. It's Waterparks, man. Like if that happened to me, I would literally lose my mind. So Alex, if you're listening to this, I don't know how you're not losing your mind because this is the coolest thing ever to happen to anyone I'm pretty sure but he has made a bunch of different merch designs for water parks that they have actually sold so some of you who are water parks fans 
I guarantee you have some of Sad Sour Design merch in your closet right now. The first piece of Sad Sour Design merch that you would probably have in your closet is Waterparks' A Night Out on Earth Tour t-shirt. That one was created by Alex himself, and that tour happened a year ago exactly, actually. So if you went to that tour, if you bought that tour t-shirt, he designed that. That was 100% him. And then this past summer, all of the Sad Summerfest merch and the designs that were at the UK shows as well were actually designed by Alex as well. It was all of the funeral gray stuff. So the one where Austin is like tied up in strings, it's a t-shirt. That one was Alex as well as the funeral gray hoodie and at sad summer fest it was a long sleeve t-shirt so that one had design on the arms it said funeral gray on the arms and uh it has a huge design on the back as well with three red tennis balls on the front that was sad sour design so if you have any of those pieces he 100 percent made those and it is so fucking cool i think that long sleeve t-shirt is probably my favorite piece of Waterparks merch that I own. So I just feel so honored that I have these pieces. And I didn't even know that this was created by him when I purchased it. Sad Sour Design has also been lucky enough to have some pieces in Hot Topic as well, which is such a fucking honor. Hot Topic is literally the emo store. So to have a piece of merch in there is really fucking cool. So One just released a few days ago. It's a pink water park shirt. It's like a light pink color and it's got their band name in this like metalcore kind of font. It's super fucking cool. So if you're interested in that at all, you can go to Hot Topic and you can pick up that super sweet design that Alex made up. I've been following Sad Sour Design on Instagram for a while now. I'm not entirely sure when I started, but I definitely knew that he existed when I bought this merch, and I had no idea that he was the one behind the scenes. So it is truly a remarkable and incredible thing that he's got here with the Waterparks boys, and he even has gotten to do some poster work for Dwayne as well, who is a good friend of Austin Knight's as well. So Just big, massive shout out to Alex from Sad Sour Design because you are so talented, my friend, more talented than most of us, and your work definitely deserves to be heard. So all of you, my listeners, please, please, please go take a look at his website. It is under construction right now. He is in the process of finishing it, and you cannot actually purchase any of these designs straight up. It's all just a bunch of merch concepts. So his website is mostly just a place where you can view his work. And he does have commissions open though, however. So if you are interested in that, he will have a place on his website eventually where you can reach out to him. Until then, you can reach out to him on his Instagram. It's just at Sad Sour Design on Instagram. And if you're interested, if you have a band Or if you know a band that is looking for some cool merch design, please feel free to hit him up. Go look at his Instagram at Sad Sour Design because, wow, are these the coolest fucking designs I've ever seen? And he is so talented. So please go support him. Support these small artists who have nothing but a passion to be seen and let their love of what they enjoy be noticed. So if 
you go on there, if you love his designs, please go let him know that pop punk promo sent you because I love this dude. He's got the best designs. So definitely check out Sad Sour Design on Instagram. And if you're interested in the commissions, he's got those as well. So I hope you enjoy taking a look. All right, pop punk enthusiasts, we are headed to the end of this episode here. I just wanted to mention again to you guys that I do have listener support activated on my anchor page. So if you enjoy the content you're hearing, please feel free to leave a little tip if you'd like, because a little goes a long way and it helps me keep supporting this podcast and keep it up and running for you guys. So I appreciate every single ounce of support I get from everyone, whether it's shares online, whether it's the listener support. I just really appreciate all of you so incredibly much. Another reminder that I do update my website every single week along with every episode that I release. And it is a new month. It is November. So I have got the November Spotify playlist up and running for you guys. So you can go ahead, take a look and listen to all of the amazing artists that I have expressed to you today. Please don't forget that you can still absolutely listen to all of the artists on the October playlist. I do have that linked in the Spotify playlist archive on my website, poppunkpromo.com. As well as my website, you can follow me on socials. My TikTok, Instagram, and Twitter are all at poppunkpromo. And I do post regularly on there with content from my featured artists of the week, from artists I'm listening to, all that jazz. So make sure you go ahead and give me a follow on all of those socials and keep up with everything pop punk promo related. With that, our time here is done for the week. So thank you everyone for tuning in for my fourth episode of pop punk promo podcast. I hope you really enjoyed learning about Charlotte Sands and the new water park song and sad sour design. I'm just really stoked that all of you are here and that I have listeners on my podcast. So like I said, I have endless love for every single one of you that has been supporting me throughout this entire journey so far. It really means the world to me. So take care, everyone. Have a good rest of your week and we'll catch you again in the next episode. See you later.